Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In 1961, United Nations General Secretary Dag Hammarskjöld's plane mysteriously crashed, leaving no known survivors. It's understood that because Hammarskjöld was at the time advocating for the Congo's independence against the wishes of European mining companies and other powerful entities, the crash was an assassination. With the case still unsolved 50 years later, Danish journalist, filmmaker, and provocateur Mads Brugger, known for such films as The Red Chapel and The Ambassador, leads us down into an investigative rabbit hole to unearth the truth. He and his Swedish private investigator sidekick Gorn Borgstahl and a host of co-conspirators tirelessly pursue a winding trail of clues, but they turn up more mysteries than revelations. Scores of false starts, dead ends, and elusive interviews later, they begin to sniff out something more monumental than anything they initially imagined. And as the backstory behind this incredible documentary called Cold Case Hammerskold, and we're joined today by the writer and the director of the film, joining us again here on Film School, Mods Bruger. Mods, welcome back to Film School Radio. Thank you. I'm uh, honored to, to uh, be on the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, I, again, I mentioned uh, off, off mic that uh, you had been kind enough to come on to talk about your previous documentary, The Ambassador. That was an incredible tale of, of what, what there's this netherworld out there of, of ways in which you can manipulate the diplomatic realm in incredible ways. And I thought that was a story that would be hard to top, but I, I think you did it with uh, this particular film. Tell me what generated, what sparked your interest in the story of the mysterious death of Dag Hammarskjöld? Well, um, initially reading about uh, the work of Jörn Björkdal back in 2011, uh, I came across a newspaper uh, article which uh, told about how Jörn Björkdal was traveling around in uh, what is Zambia today in uh, in. Uh, Central, um, uh, the central eastern part of uh, Africa, uh, trying to track down the remaining black witnesses to the plane crash in 1961 where Dr. Hammarskjöld was killed. And these witnesses tell a very different story from the official version, which is that he was killed due to pilot error. So I asked Jörn if he would come to Denmark and meet with me and um, I quickly discovered that he is the exact opposite of a conspiracy theorist. He's a very clear-minded, very skeptical, um, very thorough investigator, and um, also very uh, Swedish, um, uh, implying very, you know, serious and, and very, um, you know, um, careful uh, about, you know, what he claims to be true and not true, and. Um, you know, meeting Jörn made me realize, you know, that there had to be a film in this. Uh, also because initially I enjoyed the idea about two, you know, middle-aged Scandinavian guys embarking on a quest to prove that the General Secretary of the United Nations was the victim of a conspiracy to kill him. Yes. 
Um, there is an absurdity in undertaking such an endeavor, which I appreciate. You know, it's, it's almost a kind of megalomania because the stakes are very high and what could possibly go wrong? Um, and, and that is how it, uh, it began, basically. Okay. Let's, for our listeners who are, I'm unfortunately just old enough to have remembered that this happened. And I remember even in school... It was sort of sort of a passing reference to the the death of one of the he I believe was either the second or third uh, general secretary of the United Nations. So he, he he was the second general secretary. Right. So it was a big deal when he died, but it was just sort of a one line in a history book about a plane crash that took his life. There is an amazing backstory uh, that leads into one of the rationales for why he may have been killed. I'll yes. say may for the interest, but I, I think your film goes along a lot further than may have been killed uh, on purpose. But uh, but I'll just leave it there. Tell us a little bit about what Dog meant to the UN and what his initiative was for Africa. Well, um, Dag Hammarskjöld is, you know, today he is considered the gold standard of what, of what a UN Secretary General should be. He in in many ways defined what the UN is about, what the General Secretary should be about. Um, he was the proponent of a very muscular and um, active United Nations. He thought it for the UN most importantly to be the uh, defender and protector of newly decolonized countries, especially in, in Africa. He traveled extensively throughout Africa for almost a year, meeting um, newly heads of states of the former colonies. Um, and he was uh, very keen on protecting these countries from their old colonial masters, which of course made him um, um, a, a thorn in the side or a nuisance for um, certain uh, key players um, in France and the UK, and um, but you know, basically, it, it, it's a bit like you know, murder in the Orient Express. Um, uh, a, a lot of the members of the uh, of the UN, the, the main um, you know powers of the UN, yeah. were were you know hating his guts and having motives for for wanting him uh, removed. And, um, Mods, would it be would it be fair to say that the Security Council is pretty much the list of suspects involved here. That is fair to say, but you know, another way to phrase it is, you know, shortly after Dakar was killed, I think two days after, there was an interview published in the New York Times with former U.S. President Harry S. Truman. And here Harry S. Truman says Dakar was doing an important job when they killed him. And then he paused and continued, please notice that I said when they killed him. Wow. And then refusing to elaborate about whom they are. And uh, my film is, is, is very much about who they could be and possibly are. Yes. Mods, did you know that quote before you started making this film? Or is that something you came across? I came across it uh, quite early on in the process. Um, it is within the area of Dark Hammarskjöld uh, murder mystery studies, uh, quite known uh, quote. But I made sure to uh, to 
backtrack and find the uh, the quote in the archives of the New York Times, just to uh, be sure that that is what uh, Harry S. Truman actually said, and, and, and it was. I'm going to back up just a, a little bit here. I want to give some historic context to what this initiative that Dog was putting uh, forward because this was a time in the late 50s and early 60s when the colonial powers, such as the United Kingdom, France, uh, Holland, uh, a number of countries, that Belgium, uh, had had colonies in, in Africa, and they were essentially ending the, the empire of colonization in Africa. That was at least the 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 cover story. That's where they were pulling out of Africa, allowing Africans to determine their own future. Yes, and that was and that was what Dog was advocating uh, for, he, and he was putting some muscle behind, as you said earlier, putting some muscle behind that idea. So this was a sort of a a, a world, uh, the world agreed to this, but di- but in but as we see in this film, cold cold case Hammerskold, that is not necessarily the case. Now, um, and I want to f- sort of who was the first person or the first bit of major information in your investigation that really puts you in the mind that you were on to something with what you were doing? Well, um, apart from going to Endola where the plane crashed and meeting the black witnesses, um, and, and that really left a, a, a permanent mark in me uh, and made me um, convinced that, you know, Dark Hammarskjöld was, in fact, assassinated. Uh, I would say, in South Africa, meeting with the former head of military intelligence during apartheid times, uh, a general named uh, Tini Grunewald, and um, him telling us about how um, a mysterious and sinister uh, leader of a underground militia named the South African Maritime Research Institute uh, that this man was, uh, according to the general, financed and directed by British intelligence. That is of interest because this organization um, is, is uh, relevant because in 1998 the Truth and Reconciliation Commission released a set of documents which were discovered in the vaults of um, South African uh, intelligence services, allegedly coming from this underground militia. And these documents are the manuscript for killing Dark Hammarskjöld and talks about how this organization is um, basically, you know, planning for and and, and killing um, Dark Hammarskjöld under the auspices and uh, sanctioned by British intelligence and the CIA. And this general, you know, being very firm on, um, or as firm as he can be, on, uh, on, uh, on the leader of this underground militia, being an asset of British intelligence, is an extraordinary piece of information. And that in many ways defined uh, where we went along uh, d- during the rest of our um, research, or how we went along. There are so many things about cold case Hammerskold is that it is, in fact, uh, this amazing detective story. Part of it is finding out more about the South African Institute for Maritime Research, that it is, for much of the film, it's 
it's even its existence is denied by everyone and even those who acknowledge its existence try to make it sound like it was completely either irrelevant or of no consequence whatsoever yes and and so and so as you go through this journey with you and with Goran um it is it's just a remarkable documentary I, I'm going to say that many times over the course of our conversation here but Thank you so much. I mean there are parts in the film where you and Goran look genuinely stunned by what you're hearing and what you're finding out and I'm sure it happened a lot more as much off camera as it did on camera has there been any kind of um, response on any governmental a- agency level to what you have uncovered in your film? Has anyone stepped forward to try and debunk or to trash you? Or what has been, if any, what's reaction been to the film so far? So far from uh, governments, no reaction. Um, but the film reached, reached uh, South Africa, you know, a short, a short while ago, and um, it will have a, a, a new uh, run uh, at a film festival there um, uh, at, uh, at the end of this month. And I'm sure that will kick off uh, debate and possibly also flush out more members of this uh, underground uh, militia. Uh, and I'm sure people will begin asking questions about what the South African government knows about this um, organization. Also because the documents uh, released by the TRC in 1998 uh, outlining a plot to kill the Kammerschuld, the originals, they vanished almost immediately afterwards in the, the vaults of the South African government, which is absurd. And no explanation has been given about how come these documents have gone missing. and. They are essential if you want to uh, verify and authenticate the documents, to have the originals. Um, And um, in general, the film has received a lot of uh, positive reviews, uh, a lot of uh, very nice uh, response from from audiences. There have been, you know, criticism in uh, the New York Times did a piece where they questioned the credibility of our main witness, uh, uh, Alexander Jones, uh, who uh, was a member of uh, the uh, Maritime Research Institute. Um, And, um, you know, that that is what we we know so far. But I think a game changer in this will be the the, uh, report which is soon to be published by the United Nations. And as far as I understand it, they are leaning towards a uh, conspiracy to kill Dr. Hammarskjöld. Once again, there's the, the information in here just seems to be rock solid. Uh, there were uh, multi-phases in, in the plot to kill Dog Hammarskjöld. It wasn't as if there was this one particular, well, there's this one plane flight. And where that, that he died in, but there were a number of different options. If Plan A failed, Plan B would kick in. And there's just there's so much detail. I guess is what I'm trying to say. There's a, so much detail in here, and there's so much of a, a, a reinforcing evidence. And there's a lot of circumstantial evidence, but also there's a, a tremendous amount of hard evidence in the form of these documents and eyewitness accounts. There's just so many things in here. Are you hoping for the United Nations to possibly reopen investigation, a real 
investigation. No, but but that is what is already happening. Um, okay. Uh, because of partly because of the work of Jørn Bjørkdale and the work of other researchers, partly because archives are opening up. Um, previously uh, classified documents are being declassified. So we have a critical mass of new evidence uh, at hand now. Um, and uh, because of that, um, the UN back in 2015, if I remember correctly, uh, ordered a initial inquiry into this uh, new body of evidence and that led them to um, forming a uh, a new preliminary uh, reopening of the uh, of the case, spearheaded by a judge from Africa um, uh, named Utman, uh, and um, soon, in a short while, they will publish their report, mm-hmm. and that is very decisive about what will uh, about what will happen uh, next. Mm-hmm. I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Mads Brugger. He's the director of the new documentary film coming out called Cold Cased Hammerskold, and it is uh, going to be in theaters coming up in August, uh, mid-August, uh, August 16th. It'll be here in Los Angeles. It's available. Um, you can find out more about it at Magnolia Pictures. The, the uh, website is called Cold Case Hammerskold, and it's H-A-M-M-A-R-S-K-J-O-L-D is the way you spell his last name. In the film, there are a couple of points in the film where you and Goren's lives are threatened um, if you go any further with your investigation. Have you been uh, on the receiving end of any more of those kinds of threats? And do you genuinely um, worry about your own safety when you when you continue to do this kind of work? No, in general not. You know, I am a citizen of... Uh of uh, Denmark. I live in Copenhagen. It's a very safe place, uh, Denmark is. We did not receive any, you know, direct threats while working on this film. Uh, We did encounter resistance from, you know, archives and governments, but um, apart from that, uh, we uh, felt uh, fairly safe as we went along. Yeah. Well, my heartfelt... um thoughts and (laughs) hopes go with you and your journey as you continue to do remarkable work as a journalist and as a documentary filmmaker. Not only is this remarkable information, information that is uh, of value, not just as sort of an historic footnote, but it really speaks to the world we live in and how things happen uh, that... uh, matter. They matter, and this affected the course of, of the decolonization of Africa, not, not only then, but I think it, it, the echoes of that colonial influence are still being felt today and are also being felt again by the incursion of China and, and other Asian countries into Africa that do it, that mean ill will for the people of, of Africa. So these are not dead issues. These are not issues that uh, are of, of a history book. These are things that are going on today, and this, I think, is, is a window into that world. Is that a, is that a fair statement? Uh, I totally agree. Well, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Anytime, anywhere you feel like you've got something to share with the world, I 
I, I beg you to come back and spend uh, some time with us, whether it be, again, to come back and talk about cold case or, or anything else that you're working on. I, I am such a fan of your work, and, I, it can, and this is just, a, again, this is a remarkable documentary film. Cold Case Hammerschgold is uh, something that every citizen of the world should see, and hopefully the, uh, the justice will be done someday in all of this. Thank you very much, Mods. Thank you very much. If uh, if and when I come to Los Angeles again, I would be happy to come and visit. Very good. Excellent. Well, I it's an open invitation. So, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for for your time today, and thank you for this remar- this remarkable film. Appreciate thank you, sir. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.